Hey y'all, this is Mel Offlerbach and you're listening to Green Juice and Tequila. Green Juice and Tequila represents the earthy, organic, natural vibes colliding with raw, imperfect, and unfiltered stories. Some of us can have it all together, y'all. Eating the latest health nut craze, drink our green juice, meditate every morning. But we also have a side that's vulnerable, real, and sometimes stressed. Life throws you curveballs, y'all, and that's okay. You can be both, green juice and tequila. Hey guys, I'm super excited. I have two of my most favorite women, entrepreneur women, beautiful friendships that I've had for a long, long time on this podcast episode. We're calling this episode Brainstorming Babes. And we'll get into that a little bit here in the next probably 30 to 45 minutes. But I'm so pumped and excited. I have my dear friend Shannon Churchill here and my other amazing friend Sarah Davis. These two girls, we've had, oh my goodness, so many memories of travels together, deep conversations. Um, I think it's important that you have a tribe of women that are around you that really motivate you and push you to be the best person you can be and also be super supporting of that. And I can both say these two girls have been there for me. But um, I want to just introduce them to y'all so you guys can get an idea of of, um, my dear friend's personalities and what we all have to offer. And I'm so bummed to have you guys here. (laughs) Yay! <laughs> so I'm Sarah, and I moved to Austin about seven years ago from Chicago. I'm originally from Wisconsin, and I have three kids who are two are in middle school, one is in fourth grade, and so I'm hitting that awkward middle school, almost high school age. Um, I own three different businesses, um, and I met Melissa when, this is a funny story actually, so I signed up for my son's soccer team to be a coach and my husband signed up for my daughters and I saw Melissa at soccer and I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, we're switching because I need to be her friend. And so then I became coach with Melissa and that was probably six years ago maybe? Yeah, that was quite some time ago. Um, and we were the we, worst soccer coaches. Oh my gosh. Actually, our thing the was is pass. we would just bring alcohol for uh, each other sh- or yeah. not. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way to get by, I felt. So, And we've pretty much been together since then. I, I mean, know. all the time. Yes. <laughs> Yay. That was so great. <laughs> Um, I'm Shannon Churchill, and I've lived in Austin for about seven years as well. Um, I have three kids, two in middle school. One is in first grade. So, um, yeah, and I don't have three businesses, but I kind of feel a little bit similar in that there's a lot of kind of things I dabble in and enjoy, Mm -hmm. and I actually started my career in something completely different than what I, I even do now. So it's kind of fun to just see where the journey I know, I guess, I takes us. That. Yeah. Well, you like you teach bar three. Teach at bar three. You're a realtor. Um, yeah. You've got a pharmaceutical pharmacist background. <laughs> I have a Girl, degree you wear in pharmacy. A lot of hats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then um, we also have like a little kind of side hustle where we buy real estate property and oh we my gosh. 
kind of hold it. And... That could be a podcast probably in itself. Yeah. Like the stories of being a landlord. It's... Oh my gosh. Could you imagine? I don't, I could not even imagine like the, like walking, like what if you had someone no. that like totally trashed your house? Oh girl. I know. I like, some of <laughs> Have really... you been in that position before? I mean, that's happened. It's <laughs> yeah. okay. Some of her real estate, like just your real estate stories of like walking and showing a house and some random woman was in her bedroom in a bathroom smoking a cigarette, drinking a glass of wine. <laughs> At nine in the morning. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's awesome. I was like, I so freaking funny. love these stories. <laughs> oh yeah. But well, if you guys, if you live in the Lakeway area, Shannon is known as my twin. So we we typically get that quite a bit. That's how before we even met oh, was yeah. before we I even knew met. that there was some girl in Lakeway that looked like me. And I had multiple people like say, Oh my gosh, you look like this girl. She teaches bar. I'm like, I need to go check this chick out and go and actually she's a freaking awesome bar bar teacher. So I really enjoyed her class. I'm like, we instantly just felt like soul sisters the moment we met. I'm like, yeah, we're sisters because we look just alike. And our husbands kind of look a little alike. They've got some similar features, like right. those lighter sandy brown hair. And then our girls have similar features too. Yep. It's just interesting how it all... And our kids all get along. I know. It's, and, so, it's yeah. like it, it just works really well together. And then you were friends with my sister-in-law. Like oh my she's gosh. been on the show too. So I know. I know it's just a small We're world. just all interconnected. We were all supposed to be friends and, and have these really amazing experiences together. Ups and downs and highs and lows and lots of good lots stuff. Of, lots of all of that. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, guys. Obviously, I'm friends with you two because one, you're really cool girls. But two, I feel like I feel like I magnetize, and you guys probably feel the same way too. I feel like I magnetize really strong, powerful women who have a force behind whatever it is they're doing or conversations. Like I've gotten conversations with both of y'all where I'm just like, we could talk for hours and hours on something and feel so motivated and on high afterwards, which I think, you know, I'm hoping women out there have that tribe around them, but they, they very well may not. So it's like, I think it's important, especially in this podcast that we kind of share our own personal experiences of like what it is that motivated you to go in the direction that you're in right now. Or can we highlight maybe some of the conversations we've had with other friends who wanted to get their foot in the right direction with their career or their entrepreneur idea, whatever that might be. So I just wanted, I just wanted to kind of start with the question of um, maybe like tips that you would highlight if a friend of yours was to come to you and be like, oh, you know, I just feel like I'm in a slump right now. I don't know what to do with my life. Like, what are some of the things that you would kind of do to uplift that friend or the tips and tricks you can give to others on getting themselves into the right direction? Um, I think the number one thing that I've needed throughout the years is support. And I think when you're an entrepreneur, you don't necessarily have a lot of friends who are entrepreneurs. And in my case anyway, and I always find that somebody that you can talk to and who will support you no matter what and tell you to keep going mm -hmm. because there are so many times when you are just sobbing in your closet <laughs> and yeah. you don't think you can keep going. And yeah. I'm right now I'm in that place of my third company and I'm, it's a rough point right now. And, um, 
the more support that I have, the better just to tell me to keep going and keep moving forward. Where do forward. you feel like you find some of those supports? You? Like, if you, Um, like, what are some of the things that you go to or you fall back on when you're like needing that support? Like, mm -hmm. what direction do you go to? I mean, you really just reach out to my friends and um, my parents, even Um, people who I feel like are proud of me and Mm -hmm. want to see me succeed and will be sort of hand holding, but yet pushing me at the same time. I'm a big picture thinker and that sometimes, I mean, why I think, why I think that's awesome for myself, but sometimes, you know, the steps of getting to that big picture take a long time and you're going to have failures and ups and downs. And I think just being an entrepreneur, you have to keep going because there's no other choice. Mm-hmm. Well, I feel like that's definitely one of your strong suits and your personality is you do keep going. You are successful in whatever direction you go into. One thing I would say, though, that I've learned from you just in our own experiences of working together. So like, for instance, the industry of technology, it's like if you have this really great idea, you want to make it into an app or make it into this website or do a blog or do a podcast where do you go from there? It's like, how do you get support through those avenues and those channels where you have to teach yourself? And I feel like some of the things that I've learned even from you, getting online and seeing what your city has with networking events. Yes. Like we've, mm. I feel like the first year going down that path, I feel like twice a week, sometimes even every week that we were going to technology, women in tech, um, mm-hmm. networking events and learning from other women who've already paved the path of whatever they were doing, hearing their stories of their downfalls. And I think that that would be a great tool to start looking into. And you could probably relate to that even with real estate. Oh, absolutely. So, um, what are, what do you feel like some of the tips or tools that you would use you know, for I, I think it just depends on where you're at and I was kind of thinking about this it's interesting cuz I know a lot of women that are maybe similar to me in that they maybe started in one space like I started in health and wellness I was a pharmacist at Target um, that's all I had known and then I had kids and that suddenly didn't work anymore for me that kind of schedule didn't work and um So I kind of took a step back and had to find almost like a new passion. And so I think sometimes um, just to almost you have to look for signs at either people telling you, oh my gosh, you're so good at this or things that you're interested in that you're not necessarily getting paid for yet. Like if you're constantly looking at houses or if you're helping other people find things, like just start to pay attention um, because you never know what business can be formed from something that you just... I think passion is a huge part of it and just what you're really good at and being able to just ride that wave and just keep going. You know, I feel like we could probably even touch on too, I'm thinking of like scenarios of friends that I've had who have felt really stuck and didn't really know what direction to go into. Um, One story that comes to mind, um, so you guys, these girls and I, we decided to do a girls trip a couple years ago um, to Vail, Colorado. Uh, it was super funny. It was extremely last minute. Last minute. Super I literally did not know you. I know. <laughs> uh, the group of girls that we all came together, we didn't know each other very no. well. And no. like we threw ourselves into a weekend of 
lots of memories. Can we just say that I was the tequila of the group? Can we <laughs> totally just make that known? The tequila. Of the group. <laughs> you were. Everyone's I, like nine o'clock. We, we need to go to then. bed. Yeah. I was like, um, I'm going down to the bar in my robe, and then I'm going in the hot tub with like four beers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was totally. I'm like, I turn into a pumpkin at like nine. Oh, we got you out. Remember, you had your robe on, yeah. <laughs> your wet hair. We we're like, no, this I, is not happening. I just put on my face, and you, I, I open the bathroom door, and there's Sarah and Shannon and our other girlfriend Christina, and they're all like, bottle of wine. We're going. I'm like, frick. Yeah. All right, let's do this. <laughs> but so we go on this trip with an, all of these girls. We all get to know each other even better through you know the couple days in Colorado and the conversations we had and, you know, we were all so excited to hear like, what are you working on? What are you doing right now? And, you know, how exciting it was. And I remember just even me personally, I felt so empowered and I was excited. And one of our girlfriends, the last day we were there, we had gone down into Boulder and had breakfast at this like super hippy dippy, like gluten-free mm-hmm. paleo restaurant with kombucha on tap. It was totally green juice, you guys. I and need it- to say something about that really quickly. So I'm sitting there with these three other chicks who I don't know pretty much, and they all pull out like their pill packs. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you guys doing? And they're like, oh, you don't take this or this or this or all these different things. And I'm like, no. We had our and probiotics. It was like probiotics and all this stuff. I'm like, I don't even know what that is. And I just like cheese. And I'm sure none of you eat cheese because oh, we you were, don't do that. I think we were all gluten-free. <laughs> yeah. all dairy-free. Like, I was like, oh, my God, what's going on right now? <laughs> you were like, give me a beer. <laughs> I, was like, I think I did have a beer. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny that breakfast that we had, one of our girlfriends at the time, she was just like, y'all, I just don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. And, you know, I want to be able to do this and do that. And, you know, I look at y'all and I feel so motivated and I just don't know what my passion and my fire is. And it was funny, Sarah, as you guys can probably get a a little taste of even on the last 10 minutes of this recording of how blunt and open and very Chicago she is. (laughs) And so she just told our friend, she's like, listen, you're a perfectionist. And you're really good. Your house is like perfect and white and... To the point where it's driving me crazy. So you should definitely do that. Yeah. She's like, you need to take this and do like an organizing business. And then all of a sudden it was like the lights flickered on for all four of us. That gives me goosebumps. And then Sarah, Shannon, and I just sat there and basically created her business plan for her to jumpstart her business. And the best part of this, I really wish she was here because she does give us credit every single time I've ever Mm -hmm. gone to a workshop of her. She always brings this story up. She always says thank you that it was because of that trip that really got her company up and going. And it's so freaking successful and she's doing really really well right now. But that story right there, y'all, I think it's just like a prime example of like when you have friends who motivate and support you, but they're also like brainstorming is a talent that Mm -hmm. does not come natural for people. And I've gotten in situations, even like Shannon and I, when we were at a Christmas party last year, our friend of ours was like complaining about how her business was growing so well, fast and she's you're so doing tired. the wrong person right now. We're going to, we're going to fix this for you. <laughs> yeah. we it's like my favorite thing. <laughs> we basically like give me an hour, quarter <laughs> her into her bedroom and we're like, listen, this is how you're going to scale your business. You're going to do it this way, this yeah. way, this way. Have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? Her, her eyes were like, 
oh my gosh, this yeah. is so much. But I that's what I love about having a group of your of your brainstorming babes as really part of your tribe because you motivate each other, you get excited, you have like all of these different ideas to be able to help kind of push you in the right direction. And what I really value too, and I've had conversations with both of y'all, is hearing the things you don't want to hear. Mm. You know, like maybe this isn't a good idea mm-hmm. or maybe you do do too much. Maybe you need to shuffle things off your oh, plate. Yeah. I like remember when you called and said you were going to get your real estate license and <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh geez, how about do the things you're really good at? <laughs> yeah. Although oh, you, could, my you could be great at real estate oh, my too, gosh, but yes. you're be, so good at this. Oh and... my gosh, so funny. <laughs> I wish I could probably count. I'm like that person that has a cup of coffee at six o'clock in the morning and I come up with like how to save the world in 30 minutes yes. and I email everybody about it. Yeah. I'm like, who's joining the train with me? I love it. Let's yeah. do it together. The manifesto. Yeah. yeah. And then like, I don't know, by 11 o'clock, I'm like, yeah, I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. That sounds like I'm too tired. I'm like, yeah, I want to do the things that it's a little bit easier and I'm good at. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. So before we get into some more fun details here, I like to play games on my podcast. So there's a game that we like to play called 20 questions. Have y'all played this before? I don't think so. I, I I wrote an article once that was twenty things you don't know about me. Oh, that was in this like parent magazine oh that my, I yeah. It's a I usually do this as an icebreaker on like the women's yoga retreats because at the beginning of the week nobody knows anybody and everyone's oh, yeah. very introverted or quiet or they're just with their group of friends they came with and they don't branch yeah. out. So I always make them sit. And rotate seats every night at dinner. So you always sit by someone new. That's a good idea. And we'll do icebreakers like two truths and a lie. And the big one is the 20 questions. Because you just get to know people a lot better. I love it. So I'm going to list out a couple different questions. And you guys can answer them one at a time if you'd like to. So first question, I like this one. Sarah gave it to me at the idea before we started. What's one thing that no one knows about you, that you keep pretty hush-hush? Oh, that's so... That's like the icebreaker? That's the first that's question? That's the first question. Let's go, let's go tequila. <laughs> I thought we were getting let's like go, a... We're going to get some funny stuff in here. Oh, but let's, go, let's go pretty dark and deep. That's a thinker. I don't... I, the first thing that I thought of was um, that... I took fifth place in a tr- in state for a track for the 200. That's not very dark and deep, though. No. I need to think more about like some What's darkness. one thing that people don't know <laughs> or that you don't share with people very often? Oof. It could be something like, I have a mole in the shape of Mickey Mouse on my butt. I don't know. Oh. Which I really don't. But my daughter does. Mm. Well, speaking of moles, I had melanoma. Oh, yeah. You had <laughs> yeah. some, like, that's some pretty yeah. crazy stuff. Yeah. Melan- that was scary. Yeah. I've had cancer twice, actually. Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, now you do. <laughs> <laughs> and she's here walking. And I'm healthy now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I might have to skip. I can't think of anything. Okay. I feel so stumped. No, that's fine. We can always come back. Were you ever attacked by a shark? No, mm-hmm. but I actually am pretty afraid of... Like what? Like deep water? Me like I'm, too. Like I don't like my legs jingling. Oh no way! No way! Just talking anything about that? like touching? Oh no 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 no! Oh no 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 no! Like no. very terrified. Oh yeah! Like any like snorkeling excursions are like it's not fun to me. I want to take a Xanax when I, I go on that. I have never done it, and I never will. Yeah. Um, no way. I will tell you, I get into the water in Hawaii, which you know there's like sharks galore out there, and we're like snorkeling around with this big group of gals, and I was like. 
I'm not going out. And they were all like, come on, come on, got to go out. So I'm on this surfboard. Mm-mm. My One of my girlfriends swam under, and I just got comfortable. <gasps> and she, like, pulled my ankle. <gasps> no. I would have, I literally yeah, would have no, been I a dead person. Probably I can't handle it. my pants. I've done the thing where you, like, zip out as fast as you can. Like, you yeah. look, if somebody were to be watching you, you would look completely crazy. You're, like, basically walking on water. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even go on the water. I'm like, I hate boats. I'm just like, no. I'll just drink drink on on the land. (laughs) You know, it's it's funny, though, because I feel like boss babes, we are in control of our lives because we are successful. And being in the water, you cannot control what's underneath there. So, yeah, it's probably going to give us all anxiety. Yeah. That's no bueno. A lot of fears now that we're talking about that. Um, (laughs) I was, like, listing them in my head as we're talking. (laughs) What is everyone's guilty pleasure with food? Like, you're... Guilty Ooh, pleasure. like movie popcorn for oh, me. Yeah. Oh, I love movie popcorn. Mm. Uh, I love chips. Chips. Like, like what kind of chips? Like hard, crunchy chips. Like a kettle chip? Yes, a kettle chip. Um, I love the salt and vinegar. It's my favorite kind. I love salt and vinegar. And I could eat all the cheese and whole foods when I walk by it. I know you're you're a little bit of a cheese whore. <laughs> I smell all of them, and the they smell head. so good. <laughs> okay, guys, what scares you? Since we're on that little oh. train there, what's one thing that scares you? Mine is heights for sure. I mean, I was super lame when I went to Europe, and I didn't go on anything high. Um, I'm also scared to, to get deep here. I'm scared of. Being alone. Mm-hmm. I don't like being alone. Like, yeah. ever. Mm. Yeah. I've been trying the last couple of years to have more alone time. Um, and I feel like I'm doing a good job of that. But I would rather be sitting next to someone or talking to somebody or just have somebody around me. Because mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know what to do with myself otherwise. Really. Interesting. I believe that. You're very <laughs> extroverted. Yes. That's a good thing, too. But being alone, it's a good to balance that stuff out. Like, you have to have... It's almost like your thoughts and your mind get in the way of you actually spending the physical time of decompressing and not absorbing everybody's energy. There's this great quote that I think I, I think I told you is Diana Ross's daughter. Gosh, what's her name? She's so she's on Blackish. That show Blackish. Oh, you, oh. wait, you told me about a show at dinner that one night. Um, I forget what it's called. Oh, what it is just that? reminded me of it though. <laughs> And I went home and watched like four episodes Isn't it of it. So insecure. <laughs> yeah, it was insecure good. Insecure on HBO, the best show. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> well, back sorry. to my day. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry, what was the question? I was going to tell a joke here. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> you ruined your joke. Yeah. It's ruined now. No, she says that if you were like stuck in a rut and you were feeling bad for yourself, you don't like being alone, you feel sad or whatever, she's like, she does these three things she washes her face. To sap herself out of it. She mm. changes her underwear mm. and she goes outside and stares at a tree. She goes, if you do those three things, you feel so much better. Really? Yeah. I'm going to try that. I know. I do it all the time. <laughs> you do? Yeah. Oh, that's right. That one time I drove by and you were just like standing there. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, I'm staring at this tree right now. I can feel its energy. It's my meditation. It's Reiki. <laughs> I'm Reiki the you, tree. Shannon? Oh my gosh. Well, I talked about my feet dangling in deep water. I think if I were to get more thoughtful about it, I hate asking for help. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't Gosh. like to need 
Me anyone. too. I, I know. That's a hard thing for it's me really to do. It's really tough. Again, I think that's a quality of really strong women. Mm-hmm. We're strong for a reason and being vulnerable and asking for help was probably something we weren't allowed to do when we were younger or, you know, we were always taught that it wasn't okay to do that. And so a lot of times strong women, like it's really hard for us to ask for help. It's hard for me to ask for help. I think it's that even general with moms too. It's just like you have this like responsibility of having to take care of and manage and look like you got your shit together when you really don't, but the rest of the world needs to think you do because God forbid you ask for help or you look like you're weak in any moment, like the judgment just comes rolling in or the fear of judgment. The fear of the judgment, right? Yeah. I think too, when you start a business, you have to do 98% of it yourself. The other day I was sitting at home and I was figuring out how to do a Google survey. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I've never done that before, but guess what? I'm going to look it up. I'm going to learn Figure how to do out. it because I'm not going to pay somebody $300 to do it for me. Mm-mm. And I think you just, instead of asking for help, which I could have probably asked a hundred people to yeah. do it for free for me, but you just do it yourself and you just keep going. And that's kind of the cool thing too about starting a business is you keep learning as you go and it, it, but it is hard to ask for help, and I never do it. So sometimes, you, sometimes you'll be dropped down to your knees, and then you'll ask for help. Yeah. You'll be like, Shit. When you're on the bathroom floor, it's time <laughs> for help. <laughs> it's time for help. Okay, guys, if I were to open up a drawer next to your bed, what would I find in it? Ooh, well, what I want to say, I'm not going to say. Okay. Um, <laughs> two tequila. <laughs> we can get two tequila, tequila for this. Two tequila is allowed on here. Well, no, I actually don't have that in my bedside drawer, but I would like to say that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I have books. I have like 10 books on my nightstand all the time, and yeah. I have books in my drawer. Oh, you know what I have in my nightstand? My grandpa's ashes in a Ziploc bag. I shit you not. What? Yep, and I open my drawer sometimes. I'm like, hi, Harold. Oh. That's actually true. <laughs> oh, my gosh, Sarah. <laughs> He was really cute. Aww. Now, well, now he's next to your bed. In a Ziploc, which I, like, despise Ziplocs. Yeah. So the fact that he's in a Ziploc. Yeah. But, like, what else would I put him in? It just seems some convenient. some really nice little, like, <laughs> a little something. Nah, like he's a good box. in a Ziploc. Can I just tell you something really quickly? So my mom, for some reason, would keep my grandpa under her chair, or under her seat in her car. And if she slammed on the brakes, Harold would, like, roll out. <laughs> So bad. Anyway, then we took him out of the car and then we shared him in the Ziploc. So, <laughs> <laughs> now I'm poor Harold. Now I'm officially creepy. <laughs> so on that note, Shannon, what am I gonna find in your drawer? Well, there's there's no ashes. <laughs> there's no Harold. Um, I have like probably four half finished journals. I mean, they're not like journaly journals. It's mm-hmm. like notes or I always write my classes out that I yep. teach or I take, I take tons of notes when I read. And so I always have like a notebook that's going with that. Um, I have a bunch of cards that my kids have given me and, Aww. or that my husband's given me. I love cards. Oh, and I they're hate to favorite. say, but I've got like receipts, like I need to throw them away, oh, yeah. but like the ones that you stash in there, you're like, I don't know yet. <laughs> I don't know. Am I going to return that? So there's a really great app actually. I'm, sh- I'm sure. I was telling Sarah this a long time ago. Yeah, All you do is take a picture of your, of your receipt and it gets saved into this thing called the cloud. Yes. 
You don't have to keep anything. You don't have to keep anything. Yeah, I'm and it's not there. Good at that. And then if you use it for your tax write-offs for your oh, business, it's all stored in this app. I'm supposed to do that with Evernote with all my business. I, yeah. I have them. Come I on, guys. I'm the worst. We got to get on this train. Yeah, I'm getting on it. Okay, what's your biggest pet peeve? When people are late, I hate it more mm. than anything. And I am never late. And probably. I have four friends that I can think of right at the top of my head who are always late. And I know that about them now, so I just plan 30 minutes later, and it's fine. But I just think showing up late, like I interview nannies a lot and meet with families a lot and do all of that. And if someone's late, I'm like, now you just lost your job. I mm. Sorry, but mm-hmm. be on time, you know? So that's fine. What's your biggest pet peeve? Ooh. I think like making excuses. Like, if I hear people that make a lot of excuses or my kids when they make excuses. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Ooh, but I, sometimes I do catch myself doing it, so maybe it's just projecting. Uh-huh. Like, I hate when I make excuses. Yep. So it's kind of one of those. Or if we could just all be honest and be like, you know what? I'm tired and I and don't I feel like, like hanging out with you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and Gosh, that's that. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> yeah. Or I just didn't feel like doing that. God, I know. Mm-hmm. It's, like the, it's like the empowered woman you know, taking like control of her energy and her time and not being a people pleaser or feeling yeah. guilty for taking time for yourself. But sometimes people take that the wrong way. You just kind of have to people read. Um, what's everybody's favorite TV show? Ooh. And what network are you watching? What streaming network? I because like there's 20 of them now. Yeah. I feel like everybody's saying Shit's Creek, but I just, I love it. I can oh watch it over and over. Oh my God. I can't even... Oh, the, the, the fingers. The, the girl, the, she's always like this. The T-Rex arms. Oh, my God, I love her so funny. Oh, my God, I just want to, like, be in that show. Moira. So I know. Moira, Moira. I can't even handle that she sleeps in a vest with a brooch. <laughs> I just love all her wigs. No fast fashion. No, no, no. Oh, it's very high end. <laughs> even though they live in a shitty motel, and she's got all of her stuff there. All so of her great. couture. All her wigs. <laughs> my favorite show is Girls. Okay. I just could watch it over and over and over. I love Lena Dunham. I just think it's super original and relatable, and I just, it's kind of like Sex and the City for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can watch that over and over again. I still can watch Sex and the City. I can still watch it, too. That's what I binge when I'm sick. I always turn Sex and the City on. I feel like that's my, like, newer, Girls is my newer version of that, but younger, which is strange. Right. (laughs) So, girls, dry shampoo or you wash your hair daily type of chick? Oh, Dry shampoo for sure for me. I wash my hair every day. Oh my goodness. I could not. I think I might literally, it's so much work. Yeah, I do my hair most of the time. Your hair always looks really You do good. look, I know. Well, yeah. I because I will be a grease ball if I don't. Oh man, like, what's I've great tried about dry shampoo? It sucks Yeah, it but all my up. hair is like curly and I straighten it and then I wake up and then it's like half curly and half straight and then it's I just need to take a shower and wash Mm. my hair but my friend Nicole literally goes and gets a blowout once a week and never washes her hair and I'm so jealous I just love that I wish I could do that that'd be be the life I know um so are we a rosé or red type of chick when it comes to drinking wine I just spilled wine on my shirt as you said that. I swear to God. <laughs> I'm red wine all the way. For sure red. Yeah, me too. What's everyone's favorite red? Oh, of course, brown. Oh my gosh, brown. Zen. 
I want to dip my body in brown. Oh my gosh. The wine brown. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Not the color brown. (laughs) What is everyone's um, favorite place that they've traveled to? I would say mine would be Paris. I love Paris. Paris is magic. I took a trip with my mom and a friend of ours, and it was... We were there for 10 days and I've never left my kids that long. And I was, I'm also very afraid of flying or I used to be. I'm not as much anymore because now I'm in the mindset of I'm going down, I'm going down. But, um, I used to be really afraid of flying and it took a lot for me to go there and I had the best time ever. And I love Italy too. I love Rome. I know. Europe is beautiful. Oh my gosh. It's amazing. I don't know. I feel like I'm so boring. I no, you're not. Kind of love, like I love California. Mm, California is the perfect weather. My hair always looks amazing in California. My skin's amazing. Yeah. All of the fruits and vegetables taste like freaking butter. Like the avocados in color are in California are like butter. Mm. I love California. Yeah, That's not and I love I love Colorado. I love. We did Colorado. a trip like Durango, Santa Fe this summer, and I was blown away. By how beautiful it was, and I love like any mountains. Speaking of that, mountains or ocean, what would you choose? Ooh, I could do either. Oh well, I hate the ocean, so I'm oh, going hate? in it. I look at it but all you day. Like the beach. I love the beach. To sit there, though, I'm not yeah. going in the water. I do love mountains, though. I like looking out the window mm-hmm. and seeing mountains, and I don't know. Are you guys black tea or coffee drinkers? Coffee for me, hundred percent. Coffee all the way. Like black, or are you like a little no, cream tea? I'm like a black coffee. Really? Mm-hmm. I put coconut milk in my coffee. Good for you. I'm well, you're proud vegan of you. or vegetarian? I'm a vegetarian. I've been a vegetarian for 25 years. I know. There's you're... something that people know. Well, I bet you most people know about me because it's annoying, but. Oh my God. <laughs> Every time I go to a restaurant, I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm annoying, but what do you have on your menu that I can eat? <laughs> I mean, you're talking to both of us, though. I'm like, I'm gluten-free, dairy-free. I know. (laughs) But I feel like being vegetarian is not high maintenance because, like, I can eat all the shit still. (laughs) I just don't eat the meat. (laughs) It's like, people always are like, oh, you're a vegetarian. I should get you some broccoli. I'm like, "Um, I can eat chips and, like, cheese and anything unhealthy. Yeah, (laughs) Oreos are all good. It's a misconception, (laughs) for sure. So are y'all early risers or night owls? Oh, I'm a night owl, 100%. Oh, I've like flipped. I think I'm kind of an early bird now. Yeah. I mean, I think when my mind is the best is right first thing in the morning. Oh, me too. Like I'm shutting down right now. Yeah. I'm cozy. Oh, yeah. You've got it. I should, maybe the glass of wine was a mistake because I feel myself getting quiet. <laughs> I could stay up till three in the morning every night and I work the best at like 10 o'clock at night. And I'll like sit up and just work on my computer and I get so much done, which is me. I just... I've always been that way. That's so good to know about yourself, though. Like, when are, when's your peak performance hours? Yeah. And then yeah. just, like, get all your stuff done. That- yep. Exactly. Um, okay, so if you could think of an impress- impressionable moment, mm. whether it was your childhood or, you know, current day, what would that moment look like? And it could be something like, it could be a learning curve or a lifelong lesson that kind of jolted your soul. It could be something like something as someone bought your coffee and it was a reflection of kindness that really shifted you. Like what was that impressionable moment for you in your life? 
like a kind of a game changer moment. Yeah. Like that made Shannon. (laughs) I want to think think about that. I think for me, so when I went to teacher training for bar three, because I'm kind of, I'm more introverted. I'm not, I'm not in front of the room kind of person. And so, um, the owners had kind of said to me, like, we think you'd be great at this. And I was like, oh, I, you know, I don't, I don't know about that, but I just felt this real shift in my soul. Like, let's try something new. Let's just try it. And if you don't like it, you don't have to do it. But I think opening myself up to something that was completely out of my comfort zone and then realizing like, wow, this is not only something I just enjoy and I love, but I'm like growing from it. And it exposed me to such a different group of women and I don't know, it really shifted my perspective on like, you can change anytime. Like you're not stuck. You don't have to think of yourself in one certain way. You can always expand. I love that. Yeah. I'm not sure if I have a, if I have a moment. Um, I think the thing that I've learned that has been the biggest thing that I've learned is being vulnerable, which I've never been ever in my whole entire life. And I feel like while I'm the talkative person always, um, learning to be vulnerable has been very difficult for me, but I feel like I have learned to be that way. And whether it's good or bad, being vulnerable, it's just th- laying your cards on the table. And you're like, yep, mm-hmm. this we, if this is going to happen, it's going to happen. If it's not, then it's not. But we're going to go for it and just see what happens. It's always so like both ways it's good. Like if this yeah. door shuts and I put myself out there, then that's for me too. Yep, yep. It's like and a that good was thing. meant to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is your stress reliever? Like, what do you do to relieve your stress? Oh, mine's super physical. It's like spinning, running, like sweat it out, 100%. And I feel my stress building, and I know Mm -hmm. like, okay, I need to... Go do some cardio. Yes. Go burn it off. What's your stress relief, Sarah? I don't know what my stress relief is. I'm not like a self-care person. Like, I don't... I can't think of any self-care things that I do. Um, Shopping? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. I do like to shop because that is kind of fun. Yeah, I. I mean, I do run, and I think that running is good. Um, listening to music, I think I list. I do a lot. Um, and like- well, actually, for my stress, I've been going to Melissa's yoga class, and I should go more often because afterwards I feel so good, and I think that's a place where. I just let go, and my favorite part is always when she says, set your intention for the day, and that intention to me is super meaningful, Mm -hmm. and when I set it, I'm like, that's what's going to happen for a week until I come here next week. (laughs) You know what's funny is with intention setting, like when you put that out there, it does manifest, so if you, it's like the gratitude journaling, you know, if you write the things that you're grateful for, all of a sudden... Everything that you've been stressed out about or that makes you sad or, you know, whatever it is that we get into that victimized mode, when you start to shift that and you're like, you know what, I'm really grateful for this, I'm grateful, you're like, God, life's not so bad. Yeah. You know, so when you set that intention, it's like it shifts your perspective and you're able to kind of manifest and put the energy out there and that attracts that energy too. I I just read a book called The Source, which I highly recommend. I tell everybody to read it. 
So good. Um, but it talks about vision boards, and I've never made a vision board before, but I am going to. <laughs> I just finished it like a week ago. But I think that is like the same thing. You're like putting it on there, you're looking at it every day, and you're like, this is what I'm going to strive to be, and this is what I want in my life, whatever that I love might that. be. What have you guys felt the most challenged in? In just in life in general, I can be, it doesn't have to be entrepreneur career wise. It can be even personal or family life or like what would, what would, what's the most challenge you've, you've felt? I think for me, the, I think I was surprised by motherhood a little mm-hmm. bit um, and not in the, like I really assumed I was going to just keep working and get a great nanny and like still just do my job. And so I think I got really shocked when I didn't want to do that. Yeah. And so it just kind of threw me. I was like, oh, I feel miserable and I miss my kids and I want to be the one. And so, you know, kind of shifting my career and then, and now it's, it's interesting too. It's like, I feel capacity starting to expand again. I feel my, you know, my kids are kind of moving on and I'm excited to see I guess what this next 10 years looks like or whatever. Oh my gosh, yes. yes. Motherhood's a challenge. That's like number one of the number one challenge. Of like, freaking my child, she challenges me every day. She's yeah. like 95% of the reason why I'm like, I'm not drinking today. <laughs> and then at 5.30 rolls around, I'm like, and I'm having a glass of wine or I'm having mm. a little tequila. Yeah. <laughs> my little seven-year-old it's wild very, child. like refining time, I think. Yes. And it's not... Obviously, we don't like prep for it. No way. The way we do for other things in our life. Challenge is good. This is where we find growth. Yeah. We probably, all of us are kick-ass moms now because of it. Yeah. I think mine is just relationships and figuring out as I get older, I'm going to be 40 next year, and I think just figuring out what you want and what you want your life to look like and the relationships that you have, and healthy relationships too. I have a friend who um, we didn't talk for a while, and now we're talking again, and she had gone through a lot of things, and um, to reconnect with her has been amazing, and we have so much in common that it's been really great to be back with her, and I think just relationships in general Mm Well, they evolve. Yeah, they evolve and they change. And I just think the older you get, the more you're aware of it and can just figure that part out. Yeah. What's everybody's celebrity bang? If you were going to bang a celebrity, who would it be? Jack Black. Stop. Fucking love that guy. (laughs) (laughs) He, oh my God, you guys, can you imagine? I'm like laying in the bed and he like walks in the door and he's like doing his hand motions and stuff. Like his weird, like... And then he's like, oh, yeah. And he's like flipping his hands around. And, and he's like air guitaring. Yes. And, <laughs> and then he jumps on the bed. Yes. Oh All the way gosh. to Jack Black. <laughs> I can't. I don't know is, if I can talk so that. Funny. Is yours Will Ferrell playing the cowbell? Oh. Because... oh, my God. I love that fucking cowbell. <laughs> it's like it doesn't get old, right? Ever. I just send it to her for a lot of different. <laughs> you need to start it to me I talk about that all the time That's he's so like showing funny. his stomach and he's sweating and he's playing that. it's so aggressive it is so aggressive but it, it works so well yeah it's good <laughs> wait who is yours who I don't know um 
I like what's who's the Hemsworth that plays Thor? Liam? Oh, is, Liam? It, is that Liam or no, is that? No, no, no. I don't know. Chris Are they identical? It's Chris Hemsworth. Chris. That's my celebrity <gasps> Stop. We're twins. That's so weird. You're oh twins and twins with He's you. He's something else. Can I just tell you this story just about this yes. twin thing for one second? Because this really weird. gets it to our husbands too, you guys. So there are, both of our kids went to the same Mother's Day Out preschool program. And there was some like show or something that was happening. And I told my husband, I was like, hey, I'm in the second row. Well, I was on the second row on the right side. Shannon was on the left side. I had no idea. He oh, yeah. was going to come up and totally went to go grab Shannon's oh, hips thinking it was me. <laughs> and he's like, I literally looked at her arm and was like, that's not my wife's arm. That I think crazy. it was like an inch. Yeah. Like it was an inch away. Oh, yeah. He was like... And it never met, had never met Shannon before. So afterwards, when I introduced, he was like, I almost grabbed you. That is so funny. And then so there was funny. one time I was teaching at bar, and her husband works in the Galleria, and he walked by the, the, the windows and like waved at me. And I, he totally thought <laughs> it was you. For sure so did. Funny. I happened to meet today. I was in yoga, and somebody was like, You're in this class? You're like, and then, like, it took a couple yeah. sentences to realize, like, oh, no, 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 I'm not Mel. And I just totally <laughs> told her, like, oh, no, you're thinking I'm Mel. And she's like, oh, wait, I know you, though, too. <laughs> I've, I've, if, I have got myself in a couple not lies on purpose, but I've had to. You just have to keep going. Sometimes yeah, just, it gets too it's far. It's too deep. You can't and, go into it. You're like 15 minutes in. I don't want to make this person feel weird. I don't no. have to explain everything. Yes, yeah. I'm Shannon. And yes, real estate is hot. You should use me. <laughs> Here's my number. <laughs> what book has impacted you most? Ooh, I'm always reading. I know. Me too. I, I think right now, the book that I just mentioned before, The Source, like it was a very personal sort of growth um, book, but it also explained a lot about your brain and how your brain works and why it. your brain is... It, whatever you're doing on a daily basis, that's what your brain wants to do because it's mm. just used to it. But you can retrain your brain to do other things, but you just don't realize it because you're just stuck in this pattern. Um, and it actually makes you do exercises that you have to write down. And I just thought it was amazing. And I would highly recommend it to anybody. It was Ooh, just so, so good. Yeah. I can't think of like all time, but I just read, I just finished Loving What Is by Byron Katie, which was difficult like it was really kind of mind-blowing and it's almost like um, her whole point is um, when we get kind of worked up over things like we're probably getting worked up over something that's not even any of our business Mm -hmm. there's like what's our business what's other people's business and then what's like the universe or God's business Mm -hmm. and most of the time we're like focused on things that are not really anything under our control yeah and then when it is under, under our control like the way we approach it is just I love that. What's the name of the book again? Loving What Is. Ooh. But it's but it's tough because it's okay. like you take your worst fear and then she kind of breaks down. It's like a process. It's called the work. And it's like a four-step process that you have to go through and ask yourself these four questions and kind of journal it all out. But it can be kind of like shifting. Like you can have these huge... Um, I think we need to start it. a book club around I, this I think right so now, too. And like I good, read this. good, impactful books. That's what the source did for me. There is a part in it where it says, go back to your happiest moment and visualize it and smell it and just completely put yourself back to where you were. 
and then you write down all the things and then put yourself in your worst moment mm. and you have to set your alarm for one minute in your worst moment. Ew. And after that mo- that minute, I was sobbing because it brought you back to that worst moment. Mm-hmm. And then you had to journal about what that was like. And then you look at after you're like, okay, clear headed, you look at it and that you're like, That literally sounds like a life coaching shit. session right now. Mm-hmm. It was just like, that's amazing. What, what, really? This is what I, yeah. this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. So with that note, like if you could change one thing about yourself, what would that be? I'm so great. I don't know. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I think, and I mean, I think I get better every year, but I think I just worry too much about what other people think about it. And even if you can tell yourself all day long, all the, the right things, you still just kind of get a little worried about, yes. I guess, what other people think or what, how are people going to respond? Yeah, or That is a hard cycle and a hard thing to have, one, to break, but two, to have a relationship with, to have a healthy relationship with being okay that other people are going to think and tell a story and do whatever they want and to not let that affect you. All day long. Like, it's you cannot a really, control anybody. I it's always, manipulative to it even is. I mean, different. I think yeah. that you have to to start breaking those cycles. At least yeah. for me, I've had to notice, like, what certain people trigger me and then what can I do to either pull myself away from that or to not let it bother me, what would that look like? Or even like force yourself in situations that you know are going to feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And just like go in it and be like... Yeah, I think that's mine just actually. Do your thing. Yeah. I think I don't really think, care very much about what other people think of me, but one thing that I do hesitate with is walking in a room full of men who are in technology. Like oh. I just feel like you walk in there and first of all, I, you know, I don't look like I probably, not that anyone has to look a certain way, but I don't look like I probably am in the tech world and it's intimidating for me, which I don't generally get intimidated, but that situation for me is, and then I have to think about it and I'm like, you know what, I'm going to plow through it. I'm going to meet people and I'm just going to put it out there uh, and just go for it. Yeah, I think that's my hardest thing. I we sat down on a women's conference one year, and that was one thing a gal had said in one of the panels that we had listened to was just like, in an industry that is impacted by men and controlled by men, as a woman coming in is can be a really challenging experience. But one, you have to feel like you have to bring something to the, to the table, and you have to Definitely. prove yourself. And it's and it's kind of like. You walk in there and you already know they think you're not good enough. So you have to prove yourself. I mean, there's all these statistics about how that works and there's 2% of women businesses who get funded. And so it's like breaking that down and being like, no, I actually have a really great idea. Here's how I'm going to prove it. And believe in me. Like it's, it's getting people to believe in you and telling your story and making them excited about it. I think it's harder with men in business to do that for women. Mm. Yeah. What um what do you what words do you think your friends would describe? If you could pick three words that your friends would describe you as. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> That's really good. How would you describe called, this? This is brainstorming babes, my friends. Oh. You know, like let's like if there's three words that your friends would describe you, what would the, what do you think those three words would be? I'm going to say a party animal. <laughs> um <laughs> I'm always the last girl at the party, no matter what. Always. Um, hmm. 
That's the only one I can think of. Party animal. Party animal. I would say to a word to describe you is successful. And I think that you you never give up. You're like always, you don't take no for an answer. This girl is really hard to convince. If she's got her mind on something, you're going to keep doing it. So laser focused. and Thanks, Melissa. Yeah. That's nice of you to say. Three words, Mama. Ooh, I don't know. I, I always think I'm... So stuck. Why is it so hard to describe ourselves? I, I have a great personality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm really fun to be around and people like me. <laughs> um, you're funny. I think you're funny. And inspiring. Yeah. Thank you. I don't know. I, yeah, it is hard. I remember when at Melissa's birthday party and... I sat across from you, and I haven't spent that much time with you, but I definitely like you. Um, <laughs> Thank but I was, you. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, but I was sitting across from you, and I just had the best time talking to you. And we were talking about all these things and chatting and whatever. And I remember leaving the party and being like, I really like her. She's just like funny and like so relatable and just fun to be around, which that's what I think about you. Thank you. I, I guess I feel. I wonder, I don't know. I'm like, do I think the, the worst about me? I don't know. It's, it's kind of, I'm like, I feel like I'm serious, but I'm not really. I mean. It's kind of like when people say, draw a picture of yourself and then ask somebody else to draw a picture of you. Yeah. And the picture of yourself is just like ugly and just plain, plain or- and not just brilliant and then your like best friend draws a picture of you, and it's like the most beautiful picture ever. And it it's true though because you have doubts of yourself, and you're it's you just don't well, look think, at yourself. I that think way. it's important that we know what those three words are because, like, you know, there's different practices. Like you would write on a post-it note and stick in the morning on your mirror so you can see it every single day mm. to remind yourself. Like I always I do this mirror gazing exercise workshop on some of my yoga retreats and it's really hard. I have women stare in a mirror for one whole minute and you have to look at yourself. And before you start that, most likely you're going to go right to all of your flaws. But so after the minute's done, I'm like, you need to write down three positive things about yourself. And that is what you put on your post-its for that week at the retreat that you stick whether it's in your bathroom mirror or on your journal or whatever, like what are those three things? And if you can't come up with it, a way to do it is like, okay, what's three things you're going to attack yourself on right now? Like what are your flaws? And how do you rewrite your story and go completely opposite? You know, my flaw is I do too much. Okay, well, how do you rewrite your story from I'm doing too much? Um, I'm really good at multitasking and balancing and I'm successful at five of the ten things that I'm doing. Like, I'm determined and successful. Like, those are how you can start to come up with, like, those three words. You know, it's funny when you say determined. I think, and then I start thinking about myself, and I go straight into I'm stubborn. But it's really just determined. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Instead yeah. of, like, the negative word, it's yeah. actually the positive word. Yeah, kind of, like, flip the negative. Yeah. yeah. It's rewriting your story, my friends. Yeah. Okay, what's exactly. everyone's zodiac signs? <laughs> I suck at this. Do you even know? <laughs> Surprisingly, I do know, but I just, I don't know. I wish have Melissa try to explain all this to me. And I'm one of those people, though, that I don't believe in shit. I'm just like, nah, you know, whatever. 
But I do feel like everything does happen for a reason. And since I've met Melissa, I'm way better with that yoga green juice, which pretty sure I never had before I met you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've had lots of tequila, though. <laughs> um, my zodiac sign is cancer. Yep. Which is a water sign. Mm-hmm. I'm a Sag. Sagittarius. Love me some Sages. Sages are fire. Mm-hmm. And Melissa's always like, I cannot have any more cancers in my life. I am. I do. <laughs> cancer women, I'm done. I'm tapped out with cancer women in my life. I love you guys, but as the earth, Virgo and me, it just challenges me sometimes. Probably a good thing. I don't know what any of that means, really. I, like, read all these things, and I'm like, We'll, have to, we'll do have it. to do, like, a podcast on Zodiac. I actually have an astrologer I'm going to get on. Ooh, that would She's be from Boulder. I'm super pumped. Awesome. Um, okay, so ending our 20 questions, what is your mantra? It's funny, because I that book that I was reading tells you to have a mantra, and I do. And my mantra is, everything happens for a reason. And my other mantra is, it's going to be okay. Mm, like, yes. constantly. Yes. Yeah. What's your mantra, Shannon? I feel like I needed to prep these. Um, I think I, our whole family has a very, like, work hard, play hard vibe. Like, work hard, get your stuff done, yeah. and then enjoy life. Like, have fun. Yes. Enjoy your people. When I feel like, too, our mantras can change. Like, there's yeah. one year our mantra might be completely different, but something may have shifted or changed in this past year that all of a sudden it's like, God, I can't have this mantra anymore. Something is, has changed in my life, and I need something else to keep me moving forward. Yeah. Like, I posted on my Instagram today that, you know, if you have mixed signals about something, it's a big no. Like, don't even question it. And that's been, that's my mantra for this upcoming year in 2020 is if I have mixed signals about something and I'm feeling off about it, instead of trying to level out the pros and the cons, should I do this? Should I do this? If I'm questioning it, I'm done. It's a big heck no. And that's like, those are habits that I've had for a long, long time is saying yes to stuff. So, and they can change. Your your mantra can totally change. Um, I love that we did 20 questions. I feel like we got into some deep stuff in this too. Usually 20 questions are really light and fluffy and kind of funny. <laughs> Those were you hard. Guys, I feel like we're we way really funnier deep. than this podcast I know, is I portraying like us to like, be. So, <laughs> we're we're going to get deep in here. Do we get to lighten it up? <laughs> I know, right? Shots all around. Yeah, yeah. Shots. <laughs> Real quick, we're going to take some tequila here. So getting back to the whole idea of the concept of brainstorming babes, what tips or things have you done taking an idea and making it a reality or a business? Like what were the steps that you took to get to that? I think for me, it's big picture thinking. And if I can see it, then I can get there. And I mean, of course, there's all the stuff in between, but I think that you can get through those things through support and learning more and just pushing yourself and, um, I think if you want the big picture, that you'll get that. Yeah. Well, I like when you talked about you resorted back to the source and you said, I can see it and I can feel it and I can taste it. Yeah. I feel like that's probably a step and a tool in the direction you want to go into. It's like, I, I'm not there yet, but mm-hmm. I want this really bad and I'm going to meditate on it and I'm going to feel it and I'm going to see it and, I, and it will happen. And I'm going to work my ass off and to get there. Yeah. Like, you can make anything happen if you really want it to. Yes. You just have to 
get there and do all the hard stuff in between. Yeah, I love that. It's hard. But yeah, it's just focusing on that end goal and yeah. seeing it and yeah. and then making all the millions of tweaks that it takes to yes. get there. Yep. I almost feel the opposite, and I'm wondering if maybe we need to collaborate on something because I think I'm <laughs> I'm really good initiator. So like getting that first idea and then like putting a ton of energy in. And then it's like one step at a time. Like I'm really good at like, okay, if I want to get here, I'm just going to take this one step this year, but I'm not going to be at this end place for a while. And that's okay. Like for me to, I've had to learn to develop patience just because of the season of life I'm in with my family and kind of juggling all the things and knowing like my business isn't going to look like somebody else's business and that's totally okay. Yes. That's, and that is, I think a really great tip for a lot of people who are starting anything. Cause you probably looked up to somebody, there was some woman, there was some business or some individual that you looked up to aspired, it sparked a flame in you. And you're like, I want, I want to do this. Mm-hmm. And I think that the idea of whatever that spark and flame might be, that it's not going to be the same as that person. Or if you have a business that's very similar to another person's business, the difference between those two things, even if it's the same denominator, is that you are not that person and you're completely different. I always tell yoga teachers when they first start start teaching yoga and they get into that whole realm of, you know, I want my classes to be amazing and I want them to be just like this teacher that I've aspired to. I'm like, listen... That, that's not you. Be you. Mm-hmm. People come to you because of you, your personality, your fire, your aspirations. I come to your yoga class because of the tone of your voice. Oh, well, thank you. Like, for real. Oh, wow. I just feel, find it very I'm, soothing and just calming. Thank you. And I've taken other yoga classes, and I'm like, no, they're just not my I see my yoga classes as the mother nurture. Like I see all my students as my kids. Yeah. Like I want to nurture them. I want to take care of them. I want to heal them. And that's probably the Virgo in me. But um, thank you. So when you started your company, because you had all of you nanny. Yep. You don't have a college education. I do not. And you started a company because you were a nanny. Yep. Like what were the steps that got you into that direction of like you're now almost 15 years in. And you're in seven different cities. You you built it from the ground up. And, you know, in society, we always think, oh, we got to go to school. We have to have a degree. We have to have experience and interns and all these different things. And then here you've completely broken and shattered that expectation and are also very successful. So what were the steps? Like what motivated you into that direction, the steps you took to get to where you are now? Well, I'll tell you. So growing up, um, I... And this is also from the source, and I'm sorry I keep talking about it, but it's just so good. But I realized that I kind of grew up being that kid that wasn't, like, that smart. So people would be like, oh, well, you're not that smart, or you you take after me, you're not really good at that, or whatever. And so I partied a lot in high school. I smoked a lot of cigarettes, um, <laughs> and I didn't know what I was going to do. And so I moved to Minnesota and I went to esthetician school and I, again, didn't, I didn't even like it. I was like, I don't really want to do that. Um, I w- really wanted to be a makeup artist and then decided I, that's, I moved Cause to what, Cause what 18 year old really knows what they want to do exactly. when they're 50. Exactly. You know? Nobody pushed me to go to college. Nobody made me feel like I could go to college 
it was kind of like um, college isn't for you, like, put into me. Sorry, Mom. Um, <laughs> but uh, so I sort of went that direction, but I knew that I wanted to – I always wanted to be something, and I knew that always. I've always wanted to do something. I wanted to be something. I wanted to make myself to be a successful person. And so, I mean, starting Olive You Nanny, I was 24, I suppose. I had no kids. Um, It's almost like I was naive enough to not give a shit. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to start this business and I'm just going to do it. Like what was the under the underbelly emotion or the drive behind it? Because you're a 20 something year old, young 20 year old who was a nanny. And then all of a sudden, like what sparked the idea? You're like, shoot, I can, I want to start an agency. Like what made you, what was the step that moved you forward into like wanting to build this brand? I knew I could do it better. So I had a lot of experience with families and nannies and I just felt like I could do it better. And so one thing that my company did and still does is meet with every family in their home. And I mean, we're basically matchmakers and that's what we do. And we read people for a living. So, um, I just felt like I could do it better. And I think I was present, pleasantly surprised when it just like worked out. I'm like, (laughs) all right. I was like young and it just, I started getting clients and they kept coming back and they were referring people. And I was like, all right, I'm going to, this is going to happen. And I think from there I was like, all right, this is what I want to do. I love the taste of success. Mm-hmm. Um, I like making my own money. I like being independent. I don't like other people telling me what to do. And so I think just it was like a ladder effect of yeah. what can I do now? And then what can I do now? And I just, it's thrilling for me to do that. So, gals, when we've all kind of gone down different paths and, and different journeys with many different careers, like that's just kind of, our, I think, all of our personalities, like we try things new and see if it if it's our passion and the fire that we want to spend more time or focus on for the rest of our lives or whatever it might be. So when we start to come up with what we want to do, like what were some of the tools that y'all used to steer you in the direction you're in with your current career? Like, how did you figure it out that that's what you were supposed to be doing? I mean, I think for me, because mine was kind of out of left field, I felt like at the time, but it was almost just like listening to other people would say like, oh my gosh, you should totally get your real estate license. Like, why don't you have it? You know, I would I would be like, oh, did you hear that so-and-so is going to sell their house? You should totally go look at it. That's what y'all are looking for. And I was like putting people together without, I didn't have my license. I wasn't even worried about that. Um, And you kind of hear that enough times where you're like, should I get my license? Um, To that, for me, I just think like listening to, like kind of being aware of of what you're spending your extra time on Mm -hmm. and what you're kind of passionate about. Yes. just going for it. At some point, you just have to just try it and do it. And well, I, th- I think that's like a really hard thing for some women sometimes to figure out like what their purpose is and what they're supposed yeah. to be doing. And it's a really confusing journey. You might think you're supposed to be doing one thing, you get into it and you absolutely hate it. It makes life hell. There's this like personality test that I took with a life coach friend of mine, um, which actually is my 
one of my best friends, her mom. And she makes you, once you figure out what your personality is, she starts to help you create very, very clear goals and what those goals are supposed to be look like, to look like. And so mm-hmm. there's like your career goals and your family goals and your finances and you rate them from like one to 10 and, you know, whatever, which ones are the lowest you want to kind of focus in on that. And she would give you tips and tricks to like how to really get this up and going. And mine was always, always back down into my career. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I just couldn't be satisfied with just teaching yoga. You know, I'm like, what can I do more within the, under the umbrella of wellness mm-hmm. or under the umbrella of like working and networking with other women? And it wasn't until I finally started really working on more of my gratitude journaling. I know it's cliche and super hippy dippy guys, but it's like when you start to get really clear and shuffling all the negative schlup in your life or the things that are sucking all the life and energy out of you, because it's really hard to get clear and focused when you're trying to figure out what am I supposed to do with the rest of my life. Um, We in the gratitude journaling, we'll write down things like, what are things that make you happy? You know, and I'm like, oh, I love traveling. I like to practice yoga. I like this. I like that. And it's like, okay, well, what can you do? What can you take some of these these aspects of your happiness and how can you apply it into a career? Or, you know, it's like when we all sat down and talked to our friend in, in Vail, Colorado, and we're like, these things make you happy. Mm-hmm. This is a career and this is what you should do. Like how, like how are, if people don't have boss babes or brainstorming babes as their tribe or their friends, like how do we figure that stuff out? Like how do we motivate I, ourselves? I think it's just confidence too. I think... You just have to be confident in what you believe in and have people around you that believe in you too and just know that you can do that. Like what's holding you back? Well, and I think if you end up getting stuck, there's so many resources out there. Like there's life coaches, there's business coaches, you know, like we all created this business plan essentially for our friend. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times we probably do that with ourselves, even, you know, without knowing it. Like I, you know, I created a business plan for my career about a year ago and I'm like, these are the four things I want to focus on. And these are the goals I have with, with, with each of these things. Like, how do we get to that goal? Like what are what are the steps that I need one step at a time to move forward so I feel success or I can start growing this company or I can start growing this portion of whatever my business is. I think you just can't give up either. You know what I mean? Like I think you just have to keep pushing through. I know with my um, clothing line, Citizen Smalls, <laughs> I would we would go to the factory and like say, okay, this is what we're doing. They'd give us a sample. And I was like, okay, now, now we need to grade it from like size six months all the way up to size 10. And I'd get a box of clothes and I would open it up and they were all wrong. And I just started sobbing. Like, like, oh my God, like, what am I doing? This is just, I wasted all that money. The shipping itself is like $150. Like it's just so much money. But I think just not giving up. And I think that's what makes you actually keep going. And there's going to be so many things that happen that push you the opposite direction. And you just have to know. Well, and you learn for, and there, you're going to come to roadblocks, y'all. You're going to come into a block where you're like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do, or I don't know how to do this. Mm-hmm. Do I pay someone to do this? Mm-hmm. Or nine times out of 10, that's just the entrepreneur kind of characteristics. We probably teach ourselves. I yeah. can't tell you how many times I've gotten on YouTube, y'all, and have taught myself 
how to do a podcast or how to do SEO on a website or whatever. It's like uh, sometimes people just don't have that skill set. But if you come to a roadblock instead of, you know, paying someone or quitting, it's like give it a second. Research Google, the power of Google. Mm-hmm. And just be confident. And, yeah, you have to have that confidence. And, and I think and it's important like, to have our girlfriends yeah. and, and and getting together with our tribe of people who just like make you feel inspired and supported and pushed and, you know, getting different perspectives on stuff. Like we all have those one, that one person in our life that we go to for advice or for help. And I think it's important to not only rely on that person, but to also give back to that person too. Cause it, those, your strong friends sometimes need a little yeah. bit of help. Yeah. I think sometimes too, we can get really tripped up by the fact that other people are doing kind of maybe something that we want to do. So yeah. whether it's podcasting or yoga yeah. or real estate or whatever it is, yes, there's tons of people that are already maybe in that space, but just knowing that you can bring something that's going to be totally different and that there's enough for everyone. That's yeah, kind of what I've learned. That. Yeah. yeah. That's a hard one too. It's like, goodness, like the, unfortunately, like the society of women, I feel like lately it's there's like judgment and competition and there's just like, it's the fear. It's the mm-hmm. fear of there's not enough or the fear of this person's going to take this person from me and I'm not going to have this and, you know, whatever it might be. It's like, I love that, you know, Shannon, you brought up even before we started recording is that there is enough for everyone. And you can't focus on what this person is doing. You kind of kind of put your head down and focus on your stuff and what you want to do and don't let anything else defer you from that. Well, and I think you have your own style with everything too. You know, even if you're doing something similar as somebody else, it's your unique perspective that is going to make your business different. Right. You have your own brand and your own way that you add value. And I think staying focused on that versus whatever, whatever other people are doing. Yeah. It's just oh. so much more productive. So much and it's a lot less stress. When you're sitting there worried about someone else the whole time, it's like when you look up at like that one person that like really pissed you off and you got in a huge fight and then you go like Facebook stalk them like what are they doing? How you know or like the ex-boyfriend you like look back on and you're like where are they at right now? I kind of mm-hmm. love when you like go back on Facebook which I don't even, I never do stuff like that because I don't like people that much, but, um, (laughs) but I did look up an ex-boyfriend before on Facebook and I was like, (laughs) he's bald. Like fine. Moving along. You won. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, I'm not. (laughs) So before we end this like podcast, what is one maybe inspiring thing or one tip that you could give to the empowered woman that's wanting to move forward with their goals or their career or their aspirations? Like what is one inspiring thing? If you could like embody someone, maybe a dear friend of yours that would come up to you and be like, I need help. I want to do this. Like, what should I do? Like, how would you respond to that? Like, what's this last little hurrah you could give to them before? I think you just need to believe in yourself and push yourself to what you want because you can make that, you're the only person who has the power to make that happen. Love that. I would say just like pay attention to what excites you and what you're passionate about and then just kind of start to notice things that are in your path because I really think that there's something working behind the scenes a lot of times and oh it gosh, all yes. starts to come together. I think when you're in an, al- in alignment with, feeling balanced 
feeling happy, that things will organically magnetize to you. Like I, I truly believe in that. I think when we push ourselves in like, what do they say? I'm going to totally screw this up. A square peg into a round hole into yeah. a round hole and you're like pushing and pushing mm-hmm. and you're like but I really want this I really want you to make this you know what I'm gonna money. do I'm gonna make that round circle a square and I'm <laughs> yeah. gonna shove that shit in there I'm gonna sit there and chisel it <laughs> oh watch me it's gonna yeah. change that shit yeah. <laughs> but I truly feel like when you are your best self and you're in alignment with yourself you are gonna make way better choices you're gonna magnetize amazing people and you're gonna magnetize amazing opportunities but when you're not your best self when you're stressed when you're sad when you're depressed or when you're doing things that don't make you happy you're you're not gonna see the other opportunities because you're so focused on this victimized awful state you're in so I always tell people I'm like when you want to do something really amazing or you know you're supposed to be doing something you're gonna be your best self you're gonna feel really good. And you're going to feel in alignment. And when you feel in alignment, you're on fire. Mm-hmm. That's how you know you're supposed to be doing it. Absolutely. So anyways, thanks, ladies. This is so fun. I know. It's like thanks, girl Melissa. talk. I Wine know. and a little tequila. Oh, I'm not going to lie, guys. I totally drink Topo Chico tonight. I, yeah. Post-holiday. I, I was feeling <laughs> a little, yeah. I'm like, a little bit of coffee, it's a little Topo a little Chico. Drab around here. I think we need to have a dance party. I know. Yeah. I very, know. It was very green juicy tonight. It was really green juicy, but I think it's important that people hear that and hear the message. And plus, I like love you girls, and I wanted my I wanted my girls on this podcast with me. Yay! Well, thanks, you guys, so much. Thanks, I'm so Melissa. grateful. Thanks, Mel.